chapter of Alice in Wonderland. If you've heard my last episode, you might have heard chapter one. Curiouser and curiouser, cried Alice. She was so much surprised that for a moment, for the moment, she forgot how to speak good English. Now I'm opening out like the largest telescope there ever was. Goodbye, feet. For when she looked down at her feet, they seemed to almost be out of sight. They were getting so far off. Oh, my poor little feet. I wonder who will put on your shoes and stockings for you now, dears. I'm sure I shan't be able. I'll, I shall be a great deal too far off to trouble myself about you. You must manage the best way you can. But I must be kind to them, thought Alice. Or perhaps they won't walk the way I want to go. Let me see. I'll give them a pair of, of boots every Christmas. And she went on planning to herself how she would manage it. They must go by the carrier, she thought. And how funny it'll seem. Sending presents to one's own feet. And how odd the directions will look. Alice's right foot. E-S-Q. Heard throb. Near the fender. With Alice's log. Oh dear, the nonsense I'm talking. Just then, her head struck against the roof of the hole. In fact, she was now more than nine feet high. She and she once took up the little golden key and hurried off to the garden door. Poor Alice. It was as much as she could do lying down on one side to look through the garden with one eye. But to get through was nothing was more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry again. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, said Alice. A great girl like you, she might well say that to go on crying in this way. Stop this moment, I tell you. But she went on all the same, shedding gallons of tears until there was a large pool all around here, about four inches deep, reaching half down the hall. After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance. She hastily dried her eyes to see what was coming. It was the white rabbit returning, splendidly dressed, with a pair of white kid gloves in one hand, and a large fan in the other. He came trotting along in a great hurry, muttering to himself as he came, Oh, the Duchess, the Duchess, oh, won't she be savage if I keep her waiting? Alice felt so desperate that she was ready to ask help of anyone. So when the rabbit came near, she began in a low, timid voice. 
timid voice. If you please, sir. The rabbit stared violently. Started by Violenti dropped the white kid clothes in the fan and scurried away into the darkness as hard as he could go. Alice took up the fan and gloves as the hole was very hot. She kept fanning herself as herself all the time. She went on talking, dear, dear, how queer everything is today. And yesterday things went on at just as usual. I wonder if I've changed in the night. Let me think. Was I the same when I got up this morning? I almost think I can can remember feeling a little different. But if not, if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? Ah, uh, that's a great puzzle. And she began thinking over and over all the children she knew that were the same age as herself. To see she could have cha been changed for any of them. I'm sure I'm not Ida, but her hair goes much longer in my ringlets, and mine doesn't go in my ringlets at all. And I'm sure I'm not Mabel, for I know all sorts of things. And she, oh, she, she knows a very, she knows very little. Besides, she's, she's she, and I'm I, and Oh dear, how puzzling it all is. I'll try if I know all the things I used to know. Let me see. 4 times 5 is 12, and 4 times 6 is 13, and 4 times 7 is... Oh dear, I shall never get to 20 at that rate. However, my multiplication does not signify. Let's try... Geography. London is the capital of Paris, and Paris is the capital of Rome. And Rome? No, that's all wrong. I'm certain I must have been changed to Mabel. I'll try and say how dot a little. She crossed her hands on her lap if she were singing lessons and began to repeat it, but her voice sounded hoarse and strange, and the words did not come out. The same as they used to. Hold up the little crotus and prove his shining tail and pour the waters of Nile on every golden square. How cheerfully he seem, seems to grin, how neatly he spread his claws and welcome little fishies with gently smiling jaws. I'm sure those are not the right words, said poor Alice. And her eyes filled with tears again as she went on. I must be Mabel after all. And I shall have to go and live in that pokey little house and have next to no toys to play with. 
and oh, ever so many lessons to learn. No, I've made up my mind about it. If I'm able, I'll stay down here. It'll be no use putting their heads down and saying, Come up again, dear. I shall only look up and say, Who am I then? Tell me that first, and then if I like being that person, I'll come up. If not, I'll stay down here till I'm somebody else. But oh dear, cried Alice, with a sudden burst of tears. I do wish they would put their heads down. I'm so very tired of being alone here. As she said this, she looked down at her hands and was surprised to see that she had put on one of the rabbit's white kid gloves while she was tucking. How could I have done that? She thought. I must be going small again. She got up and went to the table to measure her by it. And she found that she was as ne as nearly as she could guess. She was now about two feet, two feet high and was going on shrinking rapidly. She soon found out that the cause of this was the fin she was holding. And she dropped it hastily, just in time to avoid shrinking away altogether. That was a narrow escape, said Alice, a good deal frightened at the sun change, but very glad to find herself still in existence. And now for the garden. And she ran with all speed back to the little door. But alas, the door was shut again, and the little golden key was lying on the glass table as before. And things are worse than ever, not the poor child, for I never was so small as this before. And I declare it, it's too bad. That is it. As she said these words, her foot slipped. And in another moment, splash, she was up to her chin in salt water. First idea was that she somehow fallen back into the sea. And in that case, I can go back by real way, she said to herself. Alice had been to, to the seaside once in her life and had come to the two the general conclusion that wherever you go to on the English coast to find a number of bathing machines in the sea, some children digging in the sand with wooden spades, then a row of lodging houses, and behind them a railway station. However, she shouldn't meet out that she was in the pool of tears which had wept when she was nine feet high. I wish I hadn't cried so much, said Alice, as she swam about trying to find her way out.
I shall be punished for it now, I suppose, by being drowned for it now, I suppose. I suppose by being drowned in my own tears, that will be a queer thing, to be sure. However, everything is queer today. Just then, she heard something splashing about in the pool a little way off and swam near to make out what it was. At first, she thought it must be a walrus or a hippopotamus. But then she remembered how small she was now and soon made out that it was only a mouse that had slipped away and like herself. Would it be any use now, thought Alice, to speak to this mouse? Everything is so out of the way down here. That I should think very likely it can talk. At any rate, there is no mouse in trying. So she began, Oh, mouse, do you know the way out of this pool? I am very tired of swimming about here. Oh, mouse. Um, that this must be the way of speaking. Oh, mouse. She had never done such a thing before. But she remembered seeing, having seen in her brother's Latin grammar, a mouse, a, a mouse of a mouse, to a mouse, a mouse, oh mouse. The mouse looked at her rather inquisitively and seemed to wink with one of its little eyes, but said nothing. Perhaps it doesn't understand English, that Alice. I dare say it's a French mouse. Come over with William the Conqueror. For with all the knowledge of history, Alice had no very clear notion how long ago anything had happened. So she began... Oh, I asked Mache, which was the first sentence in a hunt lesson book. The mouse gave a sudden leap out of the water and seemed to quiver all over with fright. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice hastily, afraid that she had hurt the poor animal's feelings. I forgot you don't like cats. Not like cats, cried the mouse in a shrill, passionate, passionate voice. Would you like cats if you were me? Well, perhaps not, said Alice in a soothing tone. Don't be angry about it. And yet, I wish I could show you our cat. Diana, I think you would take a fancy dress to cat if only you could see it. 
See, it's such a dear quiet thing. What's going on? After two or so. As she swam, easily in the, about in the pool, she's... And she sits purring so nicely by the fire and looking her paws and washing her face. And she's such a, a nice little thing to nurse. And she's such a capital one for catching mice. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice again for this time. The mouse was bristling all over and felt as it felt certain it must be really offended. We won't talk about her anymore if we'd rather not. We indeed cried the mouse who was trembling down to the end of this tale as if I would I would talk on about a su such a subject. Our family always hated cats. Nasty, vul vulgar things. Don't let me hear your name again. Said Alice in a great hurry to change the subject of the conversation. Are you are you fond of of dogs? The mouse did not answer, so that's why I'm here. There is a nice thing. There's a nice little dog near our house. I'd like to show you a bright-eyed terror you should know. Oh, it's such long, curly brown hair, and it'll fetch things when you throw them. And it'll sit up in bed for dinner, and all sorts of things. I can't remember half of them. And it really belongs to a farmer, you know. And he says it's so useful, it's worth a hundred pounds. He says it kills the rats and, oh dear, cried Alice in a sorrowful tone. I'm afraid I've offended you again, for the mouse was swimming away from her as hard as it could go and making quite a commotion in the pool as it went. So she called honestly after it, Mouse dear, do come back again and we won't talk about Cat, some cats or dogs either if you don't like them when the, when the mouse, mouse heard this it turned its face around and swam slowly back to her its face was quite pale with the patient Alice thought and it said and it said in a German voice let's let us get to shore, and then I'll tell you my history. You'll understand why it is a heat catch and dog. It was, it was high time to go, for the pool was getting quite crowded with the birds and animals that had fallen into it. There was a duck, a dodo, a lorry, an eaglet. And several other curious creatures. Alice led the way, and the and the and and everybody swam to the shore. Well, that was chapter two.
Listen to my next episode for chapter 3.